awesome date, September 29th, 2012, at 4 in the frickin' morning. Awesome topic, Anime Weekend Atlanta 2012. This is the awesome chainsaw cast buffet thing. Who do we want? Awesome cast. Who do we need? Awesome cast. Whoa. Yes, this is, unfortunately, the Chainsaw Buffet podcast. Uh, we're joined once again by our friends from uh, Awesome Cast here at Anime Week in Atlanta. SationCon! <laughs> Fucking tired of hearing about SationCon, Basil. <laughs> it's only the second best anime convention ever. <laughs> Maybe third, fourth, I don't know. Uh, I haven't uh, been. I don't know. Station Con's pretty good. I mean, you don't know. You didn't go. You you have no idea how awesome it is. Now, now Charlie, in his ravishing like T-shirt selections, knew all about Station Con. True. True. And Dylan, the hate of my heart, knew about Station Con. Does that mean that in your heart he's on the phone all the time? Yeah, sometimes. Congratulations! He's been relegated to help desk. Uh, I've that, been there before. That's, that's definitely not what I meant, but uh, we'll save that for another day. You are Basil's personal help desk. And but we are neither at StationCon nor Hamacon. We're yeah. at different con. We're at Enemy Weekend We're Atlanta. We're going off the rails constantly. Almost. Going off the rails and unplug. <laughs> oh, so what did people think of AWA? It sucked. Oh, yeah. Did it? Because, you know, here's the thing. Um... I, I'm just I'm just gonna be out with it. As far as you know, podcasting stuff, we have to do all the fucking work, and that just sucks. Okay, I, you know, if I'm gonna do all the work, I only do it from the comfort of my home. I don't want to drive three hours into fucking Georgia to do it. Fucking hate Georgia. God, Fuck Georgia. Do you hate every state that's not Tennessee? I hate Tennessee. <laughs> I hate Tennessee. That place fucking sucks. Have you been there? Pessimist. Oh, uh, occasionally. Is there a state you would like to drive through or to? No. Okay. There's Congratulations, not. you are now the Walter of this group. I I, I hate America. I, I'd leave it if I could, but I can't afford to. So. Where would you go? Uh, we've had this discussion on the podcast. I don't remember it, and it's late. It, so it was, it's something in, in regards to me hating Captain America and thus hating America. So Zimbabwe? Is that what I'm hearing? No, no Somalia. No, uh, Somalia would be better for him. I, uh, Luxembourg. No, he's the Somalian. Charlie is the Somalian that we mm. um, I, I made a few comments, you know, like Japan or, or Canada or Britain, but they would all fucking get real tired of me real fast. Or you them. Either way, I, I fucking hate everybody. There's no place good on the planet, therefore, to space! Back to the original question, then. Back to the then. original question. Anyway, it sucks. So, uh, what did you guys do? Well, uh, I... I ended up getting stuck on the cosplay tracks of AWA, mostly because my wife went to the cosplay contest, and oh my god, the did she, egos. Did she participate? Or she did, journeyman. She participated in the journeyman category. Well, it was uh, her costume. Uh, she was Neo Queen Serenity, and the main, it, even though she... And, and I have no idea who the fuck that is. From Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon, oh, okay, Neo Queen that's, Serenity. That's it, exactly what. It is the adult version of It's when Sailor, Sailor Moon. Moon goes to the prom. 
Yes. It's pretty much what it is. And when Sailor Moon grows up and becomes queen of everything, God help our souls. Yeah, <laughs> apparently AWA is one of the very few cons where saying that you got an award from here actually means something. Unlike, surprisingly, Dragon Con or Otakon. Apparently getting an award there is... I put bandages over my nipples in my vagina and I got an award from Dragon Con. Exactly. Oh, uh, really? in, in your defense, that's pretty impressive considering you have neither nipples or a vagina. I, I'm speaking... So, uh, how do you know this, Basil? Here. And why did you share? That's a great question. You, you don't want to have nipples. So. We should, we should I didn't say he doesn't say that John does. <laughs> Moving done. along. John is so manly. John is so manly, his nipples went away. And my penis inverted. There's no moving along in these podcasts. Okay, moving aside. <laughs> moving aside. So, cosplayers, ego, sanity, none. There, there, there is plenty of sanity to be had, but there's a lot of snobbery to be had. And if, there, if there's anything I've learned in watching cosplayers in the cosplay contest, there is a lot of snobbery and there's a lot of pride. Fortunately, the snobbery is much lower this year than it was in previous years. Both from my own experience and from what other cosplayers have been telling me. I frankly don't understand how there could be snobbery amongst the uh, group of predominantly female contestants uh, There's getting a- together for a uh, <clears throat> virtual, you know, cock waving of, uh, of thread weaving. Because. Some of those cock wavers are professional cock wavers, and they're the ones that look down their noses on everyone else. People I've never even heard of until they show up at a convention as an alleged guest. Yes, Uh, and apparently... We can be alleged guests to uh, fill out some conventions program. Well, come on now. Cosplay is legitimately a very large hobby in in the anime community. So much so that you will find websites dedicated to individual cosplay artists, even though the art with a gallery of their costumes, even though the artists themselves have no knowledge of said websites. It's as creepy as it sounds. Wow. And yet, not surprising. I mean, no, no, it's not. not. And it's so annoying when they make you take those down. I mean, um, yeah, <laughs> not those kind of websites, Kevin. Your tastes are for other men. His tastes are for other. That implies the wrong thing. <laughs> no, sir. Actually, it implies a lot of different things. <laughs> I found AWA, you know, a lot of the things I wanted to go to, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Oh, that looks interesting. Oh, wait. All of those are Basil's panels. There's big seven-hour <laughs> stretch of nothing for me to go to. I didn't notice that, and, and I don't know if I've, I've missed this in years past, but the um, the schedule was kind of staggered. There were a lot of panels starting at, like, 2.30 where mm-hmm. the... Yes, there there are two. Yeah, there's. A, I've noticed the staggering, and if you look on the schedule right now, there's also half hour blanks. Uh, blanks. This allows. I. This this came up in Dragon Con as well, and it's either because they didn't have enough panels, which is likely, or because they wanted to give room for people to run around to the next panel and give prep time, or, yeah. you know, spill over time and spill under time because, quite frankly, a lot of panels start late or end late. Um, well, and I've. 
I've had the experience where, and this is just my fault this year, where I've been running like five or ten minutes late to every panel, and they're in small panel rooms. Oh, yeah, the, the Americans oh, panel yeah. room was the, the small, it was like smallest panel rooms, like the 117. The 117s and around there, those are yeah. tiny, and, and they've been full before no, I got you can't, there. No, you can't do anything about it. I noticed a couple panels that had previously been in much larger, in previous years, had been in much larger rooms, like Kennesaw or over past the where they do the concerts, and they put them for some reason this year in, in those little panel rooms. Right. Well, which, I which panel was this? Do you remember which oh, panels? Are, yeah. Uh, well, one of them was one of yours, because I remember one of the earlier years, like years <coughs> recently, was put in Kennesaw. Right. Well, I'm assuming that this is one of those things where they also have certain events that they have to put in Kennesaw and those other places, and so all the other panels had to fit around those things. Like, for example... English Jamboree this year was opposite a talk with Frederick Schott, who well, is one of the original authors of anime and manga in the U.S. period. He's one of the first guys who translated manga in the U.S. He wrote some of the first books about anime and manga in the U.S. The man is a freaking hero. Yeah. As far as the anime fandom goes. And so if they want to put him on a panel in Kennesaw opposite mine, I'll take the smaller room. Well, that's... You know, I, I am I am more than willing to give that up if they decide that, that was when my panel needed to be and that was the available spot. Yeah, looking at... But looking last at, year, though, didn't they put the, the Manime panel in a much larger room? Like no, uh, Manime was actually much... was in one of the smaller rooms last oh, year. No, he, and they got really big and they put them in a better room this year. Okay. That was one that I couldn't get into because it was... No. The, there's, there's just some panels that are just going to fill up. And eighty boy is such an interesting con because the pa- panels you would normally not expect to fill up do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Like, they do. You know, I barely got into the Lupin panel, for example. Mm-hmm. It was actually full filled up, and I was able to say, "A, I'm press. B, I'm too fat to fit in those chairs with all those other people in those uh, chairs beside me. So just let me stand over here." Yeah. And the guy was too desperate. You know, he was like, "Okay, go over there." Uh, I have noticed that the almost only one that can do this, but that. There are very few panels that did not have lines going into them, honestly. Well, for the few that I went to, again, for me, and for the interests I have, which are fairly general, there's large stretches of nothing or basil. And I've already seen basil's panels in others' cons. Uh, uh, There are other good panels. You just weren't paying attention. No one pays attention. There were good panels there, but again, I was stuck with the costume tracks. Like, for example, there are plenty of panels that I wanted to go see that I did not have a chance to. I even have a list. I wanted to go to Ancient Anime by Walter Amos or Robert Fenelon. Ditto. It was full. Full. <laughs> I got into the Art of Fan Service, which we'll get into in a moment. That was great. American um, Anime. Full. I wanted to go to Salary Manga, because that sounded interesting, but it was during Anime Hell. Yeah. I wanted to, in the morning, go to Tim uh, Tim Eldred's Anime Treasure Chest. It was full. Yeah. The, the large stretches of nothing wasn't for a right. lack of content. It was Treasure for... Treasure Chest tra- was full? Yeah. I didn't have any problem getting in. There was plenty of room. Okay, then I was wrong. I was also, also I was also asleep at that time. I just assumed that it was full. It, the, um, the, um, dang it! American okay. Americans I mean, in anime like, was ridiculously full. There was a line stretching across the hallway twenty minutes before the panel began. Really? Yes, we yeah. could. You and I. I think you showed up there earlier. No, Basil showed. Yeah, we they, you, past, you two yeah. walked walk past me. I was there. The door was locked at five ten. This door because there was too many people inside. The panel started at five thirty. Oh no! Yesterday, the like the Japanese cooking yeah, that one panel filled up. filled up, and I gods of, or or ghosts of Japan got very close to being filled up. 
I know there was a line in the hallway, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to deal with that. Well, you know, <laughs> panel directors, you know, they try their best to figure out how big is this panel going oh, to yeah. fill up. And they usually base, you know, so much a portion of the population that you expect. You know, that being said, sometimes they also read the description and hear what the panelist says. Yeah, usually I fill up, usually I get so many people. And they judge. But... Again, Basil pointed out, you also have big-ticket guests. Yeah, it's, it's a good problem to have. Well, that, that in A.D. Boy, you know, it also depends on your venue space. It is. Yeah. It, it, like, it they heavily dispent. I mean, besides, they have their main events and their not-so-main events at Kennesaw. Those are the only big rooms they've got here. Mm-hmm. Everything else are much smaller panel rooms. And, in fact, uh, the ones that American, Americans in Anime were is actually two even smaller panel rooms that are... They put together to form one big or pa- bigger panel room that's actually the size of the other smaller panel rooms, mm-hmm. and those are new rooms. I have noticed they didn't have those last year. No, yeah. That's true. I have noticed also that the video room schedule is growing over the year. Uh, yeah. Years. Galleria, uh, when at AWA first came here, had AMVs live, uh, maybe live action, and at most two video rooms. Now I see. Three video rooms, a classic anime room, a live action room, and AMVs. And that took down the number of large rooms to have panels in. For instance, Tyndall, which is classic anime, that's where you would host your crazy fandom, uh, your crazy fandoms like, you know, the Yaoi panels, the Hentai panels, the Hatalia panels, the My Little Pony panels, if My Little Pony was around back then. Those were where you had your crazy, you're gonna have a bunch of people coming in no matter what panels. Now, they're rele- relegated to the convention floor, which is much smaller rooms. Yeah, and they also moved analog gaming to the Sheraton. They I did. I, I, they I gave did. them another panel room, I think? Or, no, or it's all in the Sheraton. Room. They gave them the, they, yeah, the video rooms have also grown. It used to be just one large room, then it became two because, you know, you the arcade. Video games? Video games has grown to four rooms, some of them double rooms. Hmm. Yeah, it used to start off as one large room, one very stinky room. Yeah, it, yeah, it's really just a case of eighty boy is growing and they're trying to spread out their content you're looking yeah. as much as possible. And it's what we're looking at is growing pains and stretch marks. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't complaining. It was more that uh, <clears throat> that was my excuse for not going to as many panels as. Yeah, well, because there was like, and I don't know, and I think it's overall they've they've expanded so many uh, expanded so many rooms. And I think they probably, so when we say there was a lack of panels, why they have, why they have gaps, it doesn't mean there was a lack of panels. It oh, means no. they yeah. were, they had so much more space to put panels in. You know, I bet there's probably overall more panels per hour this year than there were last year. Oh, but, agreed. But because they've grown it out, you know, there, there are spaces, but that, those don't help. No. no. You what know? I noticed in a lot of cases happen, instead of using that 30 minutes, you know, to move from panel to panel or whatever. Or prep. Yeah, the panels would just run over, and you'd have that. See, I was going to make this comment earlier, but yeah, yeah I understand. Um, every time that uh, anyone you know wants to stretch out the schedule, it's always a smart idea, you know, to give you know the next panelist time set. Yeah, the assholes and the one before it, they just run until time. That's true. It's uh, it happens every time. And if you're one of those panelists that do it, fuck you. Basil didn't do that. Well, let's also some. let's also note that the staggering and the uh, the blank spots were not synchronized. 
A lot of other conventions, if they're going to host blank spot, if they're going to host 15 or 30 minute blank spots between panels. I mean, Dragon Con. Dragon Con, especially. They'll host it all synchronized. Dragon Con has a reason for that. That. That con yeah. is fucking huge. No, no, I, I understand, but they 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 built it into the. the they built schedule. it into the system. This is haphazard. Um, the, I would say the reason why many why you and I probably did not, especially Bayes, did not go to the panels, or we had large stretches of nothing where we just go off and eat instead, is not for a lack of things we wanted to see. It's yeah. because they were all consolidated together in prime time. Yeah. Like also, in my defense, I actually had two panels that I could run over in. Because yeah. there was a 30 minute block yeah. between. One of them I did, but I only ran over 15 minutes. Much, yeah. So the other panel would still have 15 minutes of open space to move in. And the other one I actually did exactly on time because I wanted to go to the Americans anime panel. Yeah. Which was a, literally, mine ended at like five and they started at five or whatever time it was. Whatever my, time it was. Yeah. And 530 actually. I got there and they're like, I can't let you in. I'm like, but my panel just ended. I can't let you in. Yeah. Fire no. codes suck. Yeah, yeah. Which, that's what it was. I mean, they're necessary. Oh, definitely. Yes. But the fire codes give cons interesting challenges. They do. But, um, where was I going with this? Sidetrack me, please, while um, I think. I think where you were going was uh, next year uh, we're going to submit panels of My Little Pony and the title of Nothing to Do with My Little Pony. I think we've discussed this before. Like, the, I... the My Little Pony One Piece panel. Do, do not just really like... put this in. in... <laughs> Like, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. Now, see, the thing is, is that they already have their My Little Pony panel. Yeah. For any way. So you can't, you'd have to do, like, intact. Uh, you mm. know, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just going to be, hi, we're Chainsaw Buffet, fuck you. And, and, and that's going to be the panel. Well, you know, it's not going to be My Little Pony for very long. Soon it's going to be, um, or, or Hitalia. Both of those are going away for Homestuck. And this frightens me. <laughs> I, I do not feel that My Little Pony is going away for Homestuck. No. True, the, bro- I the, feel the, Homestuck the strength of Bronies are strong. I'm not sure what Homestuck is. fandom is becoming. There's a panel about it. Fandom. Yeah, that's the, great. The, I'm not going to it. There's the, a panel entitled basically "What the fuck is Homestuck?" That, that doesn't but, make me interested in it. Well, I mean, come on now. There, Homestuck is a huge tangent we could go on. It, it is. I, I don't know. <clears throat> well, one point, more point is that Homestuck is and it's uh, it's its own big growing fandom. Although I'm not sure how well it's going to grow in the future, but that's an entirely separate subject. Yeah. But My Little Pony, it's, I feel that you're looking now at two totally different f- demographics. Mm. Yeah. Whereas My Little Pony, the brony sensation are all adult males. Not and the majority all. of, I didn't say all. But go on. But the brony phenomenon is more or less regulated to adult males. Mm. Screw like, you, I shouldn't like this, but I do. Yeah. That's sort of it's one of those things mentality. where it's like, you know, it's... I, I saw this back in the day. It was called Sailor Moon. <laughs> um, we already did this just with Sailor Moon. I, I did it with Powerpuff Girls. I never care for Sailor Moon. Whereas, you know, Homestuck Bob. is the domain of teenage girls on Tumblrs. Tumblr, definitely. So you're saying that... Uh, that the, the My Little Pony uh, appeals to the 4chan demographic, whereas Hetalia, uh, not Hetalia, where Homestuck uh, appeals to the uh, Tumblr demographic. I can totally see this. Something like that, yeah. But back to panels. Uh, there, there is not a chainsaw of a Tumblr, just as an aside. Yeah. But, you know. Not yet. <laughs> not ever. But one of the other things I noticed in the panels that I did go to is even those panels that had the 30-minute block with nothing in between, 
very few of the panelists actually arrived early to take advantage of the early of the prep time. Yeah. So we can't fault AWA for that. Oh no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't Although, trying to place fault. There were no, 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 no. no. It's just how interesting thing. That five or ten minutes early, There's, which to me was like a Christmas miracle. Like I've never seen a panel at a convention start early. And there were two at one convention. That was freaking amazing. I think we started one early at JMX one year. Hmm. We may have. It was, it was the D and D one. It's like everybody oh, was already in. Didn't go. Yeah, everybody was already in there and asking us questions. So we're like, well, if you're going, if your room is already filled, you're there early. People are there early, and you have extra material that you really don't want to go over. Go ahead, start Which, early. Yeah. We, we, don't, we don't have material. Because English Jamboree started early, as I recall. <laughs> well, what I did was, uh, whatever panel was in there, it was Prince Planet, mm. um, which was fun. It was Dave Merrill and our buddy Rick talking about Prince Planet for like an hour. And they ended a little bit early. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I, so I set mine up. and It was about 10 minutes left over of time, and, and people were already filling in, starting to fill in for English Jamboree. So I... Showed a couple of Pokemon rap videos. Always good. And then I um, then I played Japanese girls covering Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Which I loved. Because um, <laughs> it was pretty much audio, and that gave people music to walk in on. Mm-hmm. And so I let that play for a bit, and I played another song as people were still filing in. It was, that, that panel was the one panel where I had standing room in the back. People were actually looking in through the doors the whole time. Like, it was, I was totally bigger than what that room could support. (laughs) My other panels, you know, they they more or less fit the rooms that they put me in. Yeah. Yeah. But that room was unfortunately just too, like, I really is a, I need to be maybe not as big as Kennesaw because I never filled Kennesaw. Yeah. But I need something in between Kennesaw and those. Kind of like the cosplay panels. panels. Yeah. Um, well, no, I mean those are the same rooms. Mm. Like, those are the one o blah rooms. Yeah. One o four, one o five, one o six. I was like in one o six. Yeah. They're all the same size. Mm-hmm. I'm the same size as a cosplay panel room. It's I need something in between those two sizes. They, I need bigger than. Well, they don't have it. Unfortunately. But well, I need something bigger than that, but smaller than Kennesaw. Somewhere in between, and they just that doesn't exist. Yeah, but I have looking at the schedule now. I'm noticing something. It's like panel one fifteen, panel one seventeen. Uh, it looks like AWA was trying to theme the panel rooms. Like if you notice, yeah. um, all of the Japanese culture and mythology was in the same panel room. Now, granted, they were also done by the same person. Uh, the same person did um, ghosts, gods of uh, Japan, mm-hmm. and you look at it, and you can see a clear theming of the panel rooms, which may have led to the schedule. Something maybe AWA is trying to um, is trying to experiment here. I kind of like it. Yeah, but it leads to awkward size problems if the themes have ver- if the same theme has a variation in, in population interest. Well, not only that, but, you know, with when you're theming all the rooms, that's assuming that you're going to have a relatively equal number of submissions for all the different panels, which never, ever, 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 ever happens. I'd say it's this theming was an afterthought when, when the uh, when the uh, events director was looking at all the I, I kind of wonder if it might just be, you know, it happenstance, not like an intentional plan. No. More, again. this is just 
how it happened to turn out. Again, yeah. if anything, it's an afterthought. Um, I do think that there are certain, like, they do have a, a cosplay panel oh, room. Oh, definitely. They have a workshop. You know, they have a, they have a workshop room. Yeah. You know, that's very true. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as other panels goes, like, they have, you know, mm-hmm. they have their big event panels, things like, you know, your industry panels and whatnot. And that's where, you know, that's where, that's where Kennesaw is used for. Yeah. Um, and then you have like the big, the big old events, stuff like, you know, the concerts and the like super big things, things that are, you know, bigger than what Kennesaw can handle, but not quite main events, stuff like, um, when they did the greatest animes openings and panel of doing like the big, you know, crowd getters, but not quite main events, but bigger than Kennesaw. Yeah. Getters. Well, one of the, uh, panel rooms that I... The ballrooms actually were quite interesting because those are variable. They have uh, up to six different rooms and they can combine them. They usually combine them into two. You know, A, B, C, and uh, uh, A, B, E, and C, D, F. And those fit between a 1-0 panel rooms and the Kennesaw room sometimes. It depends on how they configure them. But they're usually filled with the raves and the bands and the cosplay judging anyway. So, it AWA is working with what they got. As an aside, um, I just thought of this. Yeah, we're talking about things like cosplay panels and things like that. Does anyone else ever wonder if it's time for panels to take a different direction? Because, you know, say you go to a a (coughs) how-to cosplay panel. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the kind of shit that you're going to look up online if you're really interested in doing it? Because you don't cosplay at the convention. You this, cosplay at home. This actually comes up in like some of the developer conferences I've been to mm-hmm. in that like people will submit the same intro to Technology X talks for a while. And, and that's that's kind of a, a YouTube thing. Yeah. Well, or, or yes and no. Like, it, it can be useful to... It's a different environment. It's... Being at a convention is a different environment where you might dedicate time to learning something you wouldn't otherwise. The the interesting thing occurs is after a while, like you say, you you do kind of do the same stuff over and over. And where you want to go with that is not intro to how to. It's more of a kickstart. Yeah, and and also. Getting into real world experiences, the two hundred one type stuff. The, the thing to consider, and again, this is from my wife being cosplayer and going to these panels. Right. She goes to these panels not because she doesn't know this stuff, but because she wants you know question and answer. She wants to hear from the actual exactly. experts. She wants to hear from the actual experts. See what their aside, hear what their asides are, and you know. At the end of the panel, come up and ask a question that's personalized for her. You know, that's something that's not covered and, on YouTube. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of what I'm driving at, and, and just using cosplay as a general example. Oh yeah, because but, it's an easy it's an easy topic. Yeah, Should, shouldn't <clears throat> that sort of you know almost a, that Q and A more advanced sort of thing? Shouldn't that really be as Dylan was sort of saying? You know, the two hundred one type stuff. That should really be the direction now. It's hard to do, and I think it's it's really hard to get people to do this because you feel like you have to have this nice, well-laid-out intro, you know, presentation with an outline and all this stuff. And going in and talking about real-world experience is a little bit harder if it's not well-structured. Also, as soon as you have, like, a year where you've got a lot of stuff that's more intermediate-level knowledge, there'll be people yeah. complaining about no basic-level yeah. knowledge. Yeah. I, well, I guess my problem is, if you don't have any any knowledge, you know, 
Go fucking do it yourself. Well, so I, I guess well, it's... I kind of wonder if this also may be a case of, say, someone is the thing at cosplay, but they're not sure where to start. They're not sure which YouTube videos to go find. Exactly. Yeah. It's a like, weird start. A, a, a it's, simple it's, one. Well, no. It's yeah. a good consider. The other. You ask these questions, and I answer to you look how freaking filled these panels are. These panels quite literally answer where to start. Some of Basil's panels do the same thing. I question how many of those people actually, as you said, necessarily don't know how to do it and are going there either because they enjoy the subject matter or it's just a matter of course. And and I hate to say this, but I think think this happens a lot. And again, I go back to to developer conferences with with this too, is sometimes you have this idea that you want to do something. You go to the same intro panels over and over. You never really do it. Just because, yeah, like, I, I it's think, hard. I think, it's a huge step. I don't think... I think the number of people who repeat the same intro panels are low. I There's enough cosplayers out there that you could go several years with the same pool of cosplayers, and by yeah. about three or four years, they'll finally get all of those cosplayers to get to each intro panel at least once. Yeah, and, and also, you get the asides and... and Right. They they get something different each time they go, or or they hope to. They, I, I they think my it. general experience is, um, I've been I've been going to conventions long enough that I no longer have panels to go to. Like, yeah. They, they're yeah. just you know I, I've not to sound you know like condescending or anything, but I've been there. I've done that. I've seen it all. You How know, many? I've, I've I've been to a large enough number of conventions over a long enough period of time that. Fuck it, what am I going to go to? Here's a question for you. How many conventions a year do you go to? Uh, we've gone to, like... A lot. A lot this yeah. year. How okay. Many? The, we're the we're ans- not the target. The answer to your question is, then why aren't you running your own panels? Mm-hmm. Uh, because is... uh, they want other podcasts to have a turn at it this year. Well, okay, that's, that's a different <laughs> but, story. But my point being is, the average consumer will go, at most, to three pa- three cons at um, a year... Most of them, about a grand majority, will go to one. Right. And for those once a year uh, con goers, these intro panels are a great resource for them, mm-hmm. hands down. And I guess my point is that, you know, I, about three or four years ago, I came to the same problem you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I've gone, to, I've been going to, I've been going to ADW since ADW 5. This is like 16 or 17. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been going to this convention for over a decade. God. I have learned a lot. I have, you know, and it's not the only con I go to. And I realized that, you know, I know a lot. I don't, I don't know as much as some. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'm, like, the most knowledgeable person ever. Yeah, right. But I know a good bit. And so I decided to, like, and more than just a podcasting panel. Yeah. That's, why, that's why you see, like, when I'll do, like, panels about anime and manga in general, or I'll pick a creator that I like and I want to talk about them. You know, I, I find subjects that I want to discuss and talk about and uh, things that I feel that people need to know, but they may not quite know yet. Uh-huh. And so that's what I meant by, like, why aren't you running some panels? Like, take that knowledge, take that expertise that you have, and give it to everybody else so they can start learning stuff, too. Uh, because I haven't <coughs> figured out a proper way to channel my rage at the younger uh, generation. Rat okay, panels. that's fine. And, and, but I think, I think our problem especially is that, at least from my perspective, is I, I don't... There aren't a lot of anime panels I can do. GMX... I can do a ton of panels, but but you're right. It, it, it you kind of like you said, you expect 
the people who are doing panels to have this genius level of knowledge, perfectly organized, be able to communicate that to a person who is completely new to it, where you really just have to jump in and figure out what you know that... Right, and what do you want to communicate, what do you want yeah. to talk about? Uh-huh. And you're um, probably putting the idea of running a, a, uh, a panel on a pedestal. Yeah. And it's, you know, like, there's only so much you can convey in an hour. And also, there's always, if you if you know, and AWA has, and this is a, about to move to a side, AWA put it on an online schedule app. Yeah. App in sort of a general <coughs> sense. It wasn't like an app for iPhone or Android. Which I feel is a mistake, but oh, yeah. there was a PC app that you could go and you could customize and create your own schedule and share it, and you could choose and you in every and I like the program book, but every single panel they told you in this had their speaker listed. Hmm. So, for example, I know that Walter Amos and Robert Finelon, they're two of the like OG fans, like yo know, early Yamato days. They still dress up like guys from Legend of Galactic Heroes, even now. But they watch anime, even now. And those panels that they run at 80 Boy are godlike. They are. They are top tier. They're some of the best you're going to find. And you can only find 80 Boy because they know the guys who have been running 80 Boy for years. And they're not going anywhere else. Um, and so I found those panels. Those also are a lot of the really filled, packed panels. Oh, yeah. Like um, Ancient Anime was one of them. You know, and I'm sure those panels are going to be interesting. They're going to be neat. They're, I'm going to learn things that I've never known before. And I'm going to leave that as a smarter panel, you know, panel goer than I did entering. There's also a second um, group that the intro panels and the ancient panels both address. We're reaching a point where it's not, it, it's, you're going to have two simultaneous generations going into. Yes anime, gaming, etc. It's getting to the point where people are bringing their kids to see the anime and to see the stuff that they themselves love. You're going to be seeing anime dads and anime son right next to each other. In the same room, chair by side by side. Fuck those kids. Well, that's the way Tristan... (laughs) Okay, that's... Guitarra. That's... That's Nathan's kids right there. The two generations thing, yeah, can backfire. Like, yeah, it our can generation backfire. is different than, than the new generation. And, and I, I'm not talking about but, you know six, uh, you yeah. know the generations of people who got introduced to the animes in the 80s and 90s, like I was, and those who got introduced by Naruto. No, I'm I'm talking about people who got introduced to the anime in the 60s and 70s, and bringing their kids who grew up to anime of the millennium. Yeah, it's, what I was actually trying to get at was the fact that there's always if you if you know what to look for, yeah, you can always find a panel. That will be interesting, like where where you can say that you've done everything, you've seen it all. At least at places like Eighty Boy and possibly other things like Otakon, I guarantee that I can throw you at a panel where you have not. Yeah, and, and to be honest, but the only reason why I know that is because I've been going to this con so long, I know whose panels to go to. <laughs> yeah, I go well, to Basil's, for instance. You know, <laughs> and that's great. But I've only been doing this for like three or four years now. You know, it's I guess five. Holy crap. God, time passes. Yes, um, it does. You know, I, but I've not been doing it as long as other people have. Mm-mm. And they're certainly there. And I'm great. And I'm glad that people think I'm a great panel runner. And, I, and that, that makes me very happy. And I'm, and I'm very flattered and slightly embarrassed. But. You're not embarrassed. A little bit. You know, it's. You know, occasionally I don't realize. 
I don't realize I have confidence sometimes. Sometimes he's becoming one of those. Yeah, podcasts. he is. <laughs> like, well, I don't like. Uh, We're all gonna be crying and holding each other by the it's end. Three in the fucking morning. What do you want? <laughs> I'm not holding any of you. Just like I, I'll, my I will, tears will, I will taste like stuff. vinegar. I will learn stuff, and I will spout that stuff out. But you know, sometimes I realize that you know, and I know that I'm smarter than the average bear. But sometimes I kind of forget that people put me on a higher pedestal than I realize that I'm on. Well, moving on. That's probably that's probably for the best. If I have heard anything of, if there's anything to take away about the panels in AWA, they want more. Yeah. Every convention always wants more panels because it only helps. Yeah, and, and you can complain all you want about the panels thing that a convention is running, but unless someone submits, can't do anything. And, and the trick is just finding the right angle, the angle that you can mm-hmm. kind of work. There's always a niche to fill somewhere, so including angry rat panels. Uh, actually, yes. I really did want to submit yes. uh, one of these years. Your favorite anime sucks, and here's why. Actually, do it because we did have an angry rant panel where it was nothing but angry ranting about what was wrong with you people in Hamacon. There was one at Momocon as well. It was our main event. It was in the main events room, our biggest room we had, and it was packed. People loved it. So there you go. Channel all of your anger, at all, and you know. Insult all of your audience. They'll come back for more. People like Lewis Black. There you go. Be the Gilbert Gottfried of AWA. I, I'd rather not, you know, say something about so. the Japanese and get fired from my job with that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you want to watch that, but you can still channel your anger all the same. <sighs> okay, you can never be as racist as Ingress Jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> I could be, but you, you know. could be, but you'd have to try. So you'd have to reach out to a wider base of targets and that. Yeah, so, ha- look, you had to be a Lupin uh, series that's set in South Africa, where they paint Zenigata in blackface, and so therefore they beat him up and take him away. Oh wow! Because he's a blackie. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, the panel of Doom totally outraced me. I was kind of sad. <laughs> yes, um, yes, they did. Maybe you should have was, gone with the, uh, the, the, uh, Are you from Alabama? Is it, I mean, like, you're from Alabama. Is this a competition there? Yes. We're from Huntsville, Alabama. We're the exception. Most of the time. Subtypes. Uh, usually. <laughs> so, anyways, how about that dealer's room? Well, how's the guy selling Nazi costumes while we're on racism? Oh, my God. <laughs> the dealer's room is becoming more and more of the autograph room. I mean, they, they are. They, there are less. Years. There are less vendors there than there uh, this year than there were in previous years. Um, well, here's my. Okay. Uh, just okay. so you know, that's that's the deals room was smaller when you when you came here last. That that room is way bigger than it was before, yeah, and it's also included uh, that stuff in addition to all the dealers room tables they've got. That's you, true. That's to true. Uh, to AWA's defense regarding you know less space in the dealers room this year and. More for the autographs autograph lines. You have to think about who's there, who's signing autographs, and mm-hmm. a massive ego that has to be contained within said dealer's room. <laughs> Not calling out any names. You know who you are. Yeah. And it's oh, he's our biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> They're... They had two of them this year. Anyways. <laughs> Is this a podcast or a troll cast? Um, yeah. Yes. All I'm saying is that they had two voice actors this year, and apparently they do not always get along, from what I'm told. 
Hmm. I, I can't imagine a single reason why. Um, anyways, the dealer's room had Dragon Quest merchandise, so therefore it's the best dealer's room of the year. I actually managed to find more than two Macross toys. I was quite proud until I looked at how broken and old they were. I found a $35 Zero toy for $60, and I said, fuck this shit. And I'm paying $60 to get signed by someone that... I'm still creeped out by the Nazi stuff. I'm still creeped out by the Nazi guy. Wasn't that at the free free item booth? It's, it's, it's a Hetalia uh-huh. outfit. Yeah, it's, it's for the Hetalia cosplayers. Quote unquote. But he's got, like, Nazi flag. That's all a portrait with Hitler in it over there at one point. Are you sure you're not exaggerating? Because I did not see this. I didn't see... I it wasn't see there the, when I, I went back by, which is what really disturbs me. But the armbands didn't have a swastika. No, there was no... They just had words. There was yeah. not much of the way of blatant. They're like... I think there was more of the German flag with a swastika as part of it. We should, but I love how we're all focusing on this one tiny booth in the dealers. It's just totally it is like guy. the farthest booth away like from anybody, services. though. Yeah. Like, but what I have noticed is that there's less Japanese game imports. It used to yeah, there's usually at least thing. two yeah. booths, and I only found the one. There was more year. of a half a booth. It's That's because those guys rip you right the fuck up. While they do, their presence still went no. Uh, their lack of presence was still noticed. For I understand, one of the dealers that, that deal that sort of thing just couldn't make it this year. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there was also different dealers this year than than they have been in the past. Like I've noticed some of the, that some of the regular ones I've normally seen have not been here this year for whatever reason. Yeah, oh, really. That yeah. there was a bunch of regulars I didn't see, but now, they I still. I how much of that has to do with you know. Was it starting last year that they, they moved the days on AWA back? It was last year or the year before that they moved it back a little bit, so it wasn't... Yeah. As, Japan Fest or did Japan Fest move? No, it was, it was really more of a Dragon Con move, because uh, it was like yeah. you know, two weeks after Dragon Con, yeah, the AWA, which... Yeah. Well... I guess that leads us right next to, uh, from dealer's room to the artist alley now. Oh my gosh, so much better this year. I, I have to agree. I, last yeah. time I came to AWA was two years ago when the artist alley was still right in front of registration. The artists yes. were miserable, the registrars were visible, and the staff was miserable. Now they put, and this is pure genius, they put the convention cheapo food court in the same warehouse area as the artist alley. And, and in the back. And in the back, and everyone was happy for it. Yep. The artists did not have to travel far from their table to get like, food. Well, what happened was last year was that we actually covered this in the last and Dave Boy's podcast then was that it was this weird H thing where you would walk in and in the beginning area of that H, that open space, yeah, there were just ta- open tables, oh, and then the rest no. of it was artist alley stuff, and so no one had any reason to go all the way to the back of the artist alley. So there's a lot. There are a lot of artists who just got no penetration as far as yeah. people walking by. This time they put the food truck esque things in the very back. A that cleared up spa- uh, traffic in the hallways considerably. In, in, in the convention center, and B it gave every reason to go all the way to the back to look at all the artist alleys, you know, going back and forth. So that all the artists got decent penetration as far as walks, walking uh-huh. around, yeah, and uh, window I- shopping. All of the I, artists. I can confidently say I think that's probably one of the best improvements they've made over. Agreed. The, uh, over last year. Yeah. That. And for the most part, all of the artists were happy, and it was a good spot for the cosplay photography booth as well, which they had. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that they moved karaoke. Uh, again, because the video rooms and, and the video game rooms encroached in the usual karaoke spot. 
but the karaoke was moved to the mall food court this time for late night. Which was interesting. It was. It provided musical entertainment. <laughs> well, it provided musical entertainment, both good, bad, and whoa. Yeah. And Maria sang way off key. I was not going to name names. Uh, but thankfully, but I have you. Well, I don't know any of these people. I just, I just like, no. What, who thought this was a good idea? Well, the karaoke, the karaoke thing should be in another hotel in another state on the sun. On the, uh, I'm actually going to, de- <laughs> I'm going to defend the placement of the karaoke here. It's where people just who don't care go to have fun. And where's the best place to grab people who don't care than those who are just too tired to care or too hungry to care? I guess that makes sense. It, it gets people out of the main. It gets people out of the main areas. You don't have to find the karaoke. It's there, and you go like, you know what? I feel like making a full lot of myself. And whether you like it or hate it, karaoke is insanely popular. Yes. Even if the people who run it may not want to run it. No. Like, it's not ever going away. Well, look at it this way. You can tune it out pretty much the same way you can tune out a live band in any bar. Uh... You I, I, I strongly disagree. I can't disagree with it strongly enough. There are some things you can't tune out. You know, the, the screeching, oh my god, you know, I'm, I'm pissing my pants because this is so awesome. More importantly, <laughs> the way you drown out a bad band in a bar is you drink more. You can't drink more in the middle of a mall. Well, well, I mean, you you might, but you had to be... Challenge accepted! (laughs) Thankfully, all of the convention rooms in the upper floor were soundproofed. Yeah, but I had had to look for the arcade, you know, while my ears were bleeding, and I'm like... How was video games? I haven't had a chance to look. Um, really liked what they did moving it into the mall, a lot more room. It was way more crowded this year than it was last year. Like, like last year, I was able to sneak in at some points and, and uh, find the arcade and get some games in. Could it be but, possible because it was much easier to get to, and it's not in those small, cramped hallways um, to feed around I, into? I them. thought it was easier to get to last year because you know you just got off the elevator and boom, there it was next to uh, on the second floor next to all the other gaming rooms. So it was you know centrally located, but now it's like off in the mall, and then it's like off in a corner. And if you don't know where it is, it's Tough to find, but everyone knows where it is. To AWA's credit, uh, the one thing that you can definitely tell from all of this is they have learned from experience traffic flow. Pretty much the only complaint I ever had about traffic flow this time was just people stopping in the middle of a hallway to take pictures of cosplayers. That always happens. Every convention, you can't get rid of it. They got rid of all the other problems, except the elevators, but they can't control that. They tried. (laughs) <laughs> they try. They try hard. <laughs> so, anyways, what'd you like in the video game rooms? What'd you dislike? Um, really, there are a lot of weird <clears throat> games in there this year. Um, don't I saw one that had naked ladies on it? Uh, it was the yeah the arcade room. Yeah, I we walked by and I was, I was like surprised they could have that. I wasn't surprised that, that they could have it or that it was there or that it existed. I was just like, this is a weird-ass fucking game. I, I mean... There are times I get confused as to whether or not AWA is a family-friendly con or an adult con. Yes. <laughs> and my this is sort of a technical graph. A lot of the, the cabinets sucked. Like, 
they had sticky buttons or you know really stiff um, controls. Uh, I was playing a Final Fight cabinet that I literally had to just like lean on to get the character to move. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, I, I'm very picky about you know precision controls because uh, I'm a fighting game player, and so I'm having to like. Just the controls. It's never a, never a fun time. Did you make it to any tournaments? Uh, I made it to the Marvel tournament and played there. Didn't do as well as I'd like. Of course, there's there's a, there's only one one uh, thing worth mentioning, and that's winning. So, well, was it well ran? Did you feel that um, it was taken care of correctly? Were the setups, you know, that, decent? Uh, the setups were mostly decent. They had a couple of laggy setups. Um, the, the problem I had was that, uh, and this was the same way last year, is that they had 10 setups. And the first, you know, couple of rounds, you know, they're all running at the same time. And then after that, they, you know, there were matches they could have been running, but they weren't. Were any of the rooms filled to capacity at any time? Um, yes. Hmm. The many times I went by, they were not. But on the flip side, I can safely say... None of the video game rooms smelled whenever I passed by them. Um, Marvel was, was pretty full when I first started. Mm. Then those people got eliminated or just wandered off. Mm-hmm. Which I hate when people just wander the fuck off during a tournament. I'm like, you know what? No, you're going to buckle in. I don't care if you have to piss your pants. You're going to be here. You're going to show up when your name's called. You're going to play your match. You're going to get the fuck off when you're done. <laughs> Or at least forfeit, you know, no realize you're forfeiting when you don't show up. Yeah. True. For your round. True, true. Well, it's like they'll show up in the first <clears throat> round and then they'll just be gone in the next. And that happened a couple times. I'm like, the fuck? Hmm. Yeah. So we covered, li- we covered live action video gaming. Well, sort of. We covered live pack. action video gaming. Well, live action that, gaming. That's, that's, that's Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, the movie. That's three uh, thirty in the morning talking. We covered live, live action, action gaming. video gaming. We've we've covered video gaming. We covered panels. We covered cosplay. Uh, we've covered traffic and food and artist alley and dealers room. What else was there about AWA? You know, Kevin, um, you haven't spoken up much. <laughs> my foot on my grandma a horrible label, and that was Kevin. Folks. You know, that was my favorite part of the convention too. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> And tomorrow I'm going to go uh, defend my title with Pressure Luck and bother some more fuckers of trivia. I must admit, I love Grego's games. I love the, I love the games awesome. that he's bringing to the anime con. Also, yeah. John, yeah. if you win another pass to my anime con... I'm going to keep it and I'm going to are going. You are going to immediately take... Even though you don't actually have a pass, you're going to find someone in that audience that you think looks remotely cool... And you're going to get them to go to my convention. Sure. You are already getting into that my con for free because I love you. I, I get into every con for free. I haven't paid for a con in like And if you had the opportunity to give away a pass to my con, you take it. You do not keep it. You're already getting in for free. <laughs> I need someone else to show up to my con that might bring their friends and give me revenue. I would say we could give, <laughs> give you revenue. Give it away as a uh, raffle for you know some sort of prize for our podcast. Like, they would just go to like Patrick or Doctor who would show up. Yeah, there'd be you like see the problem with this plan, Basil, is you know he 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 can totally send us the the bottom of the dregs. Whatever. If they bring their friends, they pay money for other passes. I don't care. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
Basil's a capitalist. Put down all the bills. Ba- Basil's the PR guy, and I'm the operations guy. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, what? One more. One more person. One Careful. more group isn't going to... Careful you don't give Basil too much power. Next thing you know, he'll move it to Birmingham. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I'm not stupid. I'm not crazy. Birmingham, <laughs> where conventions go to die. <sighs> no, God. And minorities. Oh. <laughs> oh, we just went there. Well, true. We yeah, were not refuting there. it. <laughs> Uh, we, we just felt the worst thing we've seen. No one here refuting that, so. <laughs> There's worse places than Birmingham and Hell. Would you like some more awkward silence? I just had some for dessert. <laughs> I would love some awkward silence. It's better than the alternative. Yeah, surprised me is uh, when they had. silence drop. What surprised me is they had a showing of the uh, Macross Love Do You Remember movie on Blu-ray. And in nowhere, raw, raw Japanese. Yeah, in raw Japanese. Nowhere was it advertised that it was raw. <laughs> no. But I'm surprised, I'm surprised how many people just stayed and watched it. Actually, out of all the people that came in, which was not many, it did not fill the room as I hoped it would be, but I'm a personal fan like you. There was about 30 people that came in. Yeah, right. When the movie finally started, half an hour later, there was 25 people there. And when the movie ended, there was 25 people there. Yeah. By golly, we were all hardcore Macross fans, and yeah, it was totally my fault we started applauding that Minmay getting slapped. <laughs> it you deserves know, it. You know, you know, bitch dated her cousin. It's, it's fine. The cousin forced the kiss. But, moving on, you know... She let him on. This was the last half hour of the Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works movie, which through Michael I realized that the Fate Stay Night universe is completely incomprehensible if you have no introduction (laughs) to it. It's so true. And then we realized that is very typical of Type Moon. Yes. And the dub is horrible, but the subtitle translation is worse. But, you know, it's interesting you bring up Macross. That guy from the future, Basil pissed off Nemo? Okay. It's interesting you bring up Macross, Do You Remember Love? Because Gundam gets all the love, and the the other mecha shows don't. Because Macross, they were not legally allowed to show subtitles for it. They had... Their plan was to set up a secondary screen and a second second projector and show a summary of the scene you were watching while watching it in raw Japanese. Wow. They could not get that going. That's the reason why it was delayed for half an hour. And so we just ended up watching it so, by itself in raw Japanese. So was Harmony Gold just like sitting there with snipers in case somebody tried to... For all intents... Uh, uh, actually, I think some Harmony Gold here, is here at the con, so yes. For all intents and purposes, it might as well be. This is how much... Uh, this is how... You know, excuse my language, how much shit an, any anime publisher in the U.S. has to go through. Speaking of shit, people sold their shit on Thursday night like Dylan. Super happy fun sale. Talk about it. Go. What, 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 how? Oh, I uh, sat at my table most of the day, so uh, perhaps I'm not the one to talk about it. Thursday night, they do what they call <clears throat> the Super Happy Fun Sale, which is an anime card yard, anime con yard sale flea market. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. So far, the only place I've actually spent money. I've not spent anything in the dealer's room. Are you broke? No. Wow. <laughs> um, no, like, they, they, you buy a table and you get to set up shop. And you have a few hours you sell and hawk your your, your leftover wares you don't want anymore. If you're me, you go find Dave Merrill's table, see if he has any old robot-related stuff to sell, and you buy it. 
And then you go on. So people were selling their old posters, manga, wall scrolls. And then you sell the stuff that you buy there next year. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah so you, you tend to accumulate after a while. What you're saying is, is I could go to Basil or Kevin's house, grab a random cardboard box, take it to this table, open it up, sell it. And they, free not money. On the, not free only, money. It would be free money that they would never notice. Yep. I would notice. Only because you lost your third chair. <laughs> Although, to be fair, if I wanted to load up, I, I wonder how much of it I could actually move. Would you have a bit, place to sleep again? Yes. <laughs> that says so much. It's on shelves. <laughs> well, I was referring to the parts that weren't. It's a neat idea. I, I actually kind of wish more cons would do it, because you can find some neat stuff. I need well, to that, 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 that is all Dave Merrill, because he's all about the art sales and throwing stuff and doing the flea market style thing. Like, he does yeah. it for Anime North as well, I think. or some He does it somewhere in Canada. He's He's got one. And this was his idea. He's like, you know, I do this stuff all the time. I think this would work out. And it has. It's packed every year, and it gets more and more packed. Yeah, there's people waiting in line, you know, because it doesn't open until, I want to say, like an hour after registration opens. And there's people lined up at the door to get in. Yeah. And their um, layout was, uh, their table layout was so improved. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't think it was last year. It might have been the year before. But the way they had the table layout at that point. There were times where I was looking, yeah, and there were times I was looking at a table and I'd turn around and realize that I was behind somebody else's table. Yeah. So you were, there were a lot of times like, you know, I feel like, you know, if you're not watching your cash box, something could go missing real easy. But the way they had it now with the the sort of two squares in the middle of the room and then the, along the walls, I thought was. How how was your registration experience? You know, I noticed you guys are wearing pre-regs and we got our panelist badges, but how was your registration experience with uh, with AWA this year? I didn't have to stand in a line because we had one person pick up my press badge, so... Honestly, that ended up being a complaint with the group we traveled with. Yeah, I saw that. Because Jeff um, of Haas had to come in and pick up all the badges for everyone at Haas, which left him having to skip whatever panels he wanted to go to and just I understand why AWA did it. It's just well, for 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 pre reg large groups you better go with early start. That yeah. is that was A that is his fault for not playing ahead. Yeah, that is true. Like he could have walked woken up early early in the morning and made sure that he was in line. Mm-hmm. And he could have got it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he would be good to go. No, he did not plan ahead. No, that is, and he did not. He had an option. He they could have done early start. But you know, thirty five bucks for the whole group. Everyone gets their badges mailed to them personally. No other con I know does that. Yeah, I know it. I, and, but the question I have is: is when you got to the window, how quickly, how how quick and organized did they seem to be to find and give you? Your it badge? depends on which line you went to. Yeah. That's true. Um, if you went to just pre reg or walk in the door reg, it was actually decently quick. Yeah. Uh, however, the one that he had to go to was this weird mix of groups, comp badges, press badges, um, industry badges, all other badges that weren't pr- regular pre-reg Which or walk-in. Up, I think he said yes. Um, Time breaks down in that line. And, <laughs> well, it's because they had to find everyone in the group, um, all their badges. They only have like one or two people at most working that, working that booth. Whereas they got multiple people for either of the others. 
And yeah. usually they don't know the hell's going on. Well, right. on the flip side, you can look at it that they consolidated the problem. Badges to one window. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Time breaks down. It takes longer to stand in the line than it actually takes to stand in the line. It actually, like, I think uh, someone got, the person who picked up our media badges got in the line at the same time I got in the pre-reg line. And Her line was much shorter, and you guys got done about the same time. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a shorter line, but that doesn't necessarily translate to yeah, it's that's just how it works now. Uh, I kind of wish that groups were its own thing, and all the comp and industry and fancy badges were a separate thing, mm-hmm. selfishly. But yeah, well, you know, hey, I like how they had the uh, you know giant guest badges here. Yep, the badges are cool. Yep, I do. I do actually. I do really like the, the sort of color coded. How media badges and panelists are teal, free regs. Teal? No, then this is seafoam green. This is under the sea. Yeah. This is this is Sebastian the Crab. Check it out, like yeah, that's a mess. Nice, I'm a guy. Nice I have a grand total of ten color names to give. Moving on. But I do like the conventions that when you have your yeah, badges are or totally different badges for different groups, so that so that staff members can recognize. Oh yeah, having a color coded badge is great. Especially um, for how many days, uh, if it's a minor. It, there there are some cons that are giving out badges for minors, so you can quickly identify them. That, that's that's dangerous. I'm, that I'm, is dangerous. I, that, that they, I'm not a fan of that because it's so easy to switch a badge of someone who's a who's not a minor that, who is a minor. You still have to car, you still have to card them for the 18 plus badges anyway, for the 18 plus panels anyway. But I've been seeing different color panels. I mean, different color badges for panelists. Guests, pre-regs, three days, one days, you know, Sunday only, Saturday only. Um, and, of course, as I said before, the guests have giant badges, and um, staff had red badges, and the directors had black badges, which seems to be common through many cons, I've noticed. The directors are black. Black's power color. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say all people running cons look alike? <laughs> I'm saying white just ain't that cool, man. I'm, I'm saying uh, Birmingham is, is where uh, directors go to die. <laughs> We're back we always there. cycle We've back come back full circle. It's okay, I've got black friends. <laughs> you know, you just sounded like Donald Trump. Thanks. You're fired. No, he didn't sound crazy. In the movie. This is the most racist podcast on the Citadel. Yeah. So, <laughs> should we just get in the final, final thoughts? Cause we sure. We've been recording for some time, right? Yes, we, oh, we've good been bit going of time. about an hour at this point. Oh. We've been going for several racist jokes now. No, you have been going for several racist jokes. No, okay. But yeah, we racist, all agree uh, with them. <laughs> Unless I'm being racist against whites in Birmingham. I hate all All right, Dylan, glorious equally. piece of man meat. What is your final thoughts? I'm, I'm afraid and creeped out. Oh, I mean, about the con. Um... Also afraid and grieving. <laughs> no. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I've covered everything. All right. I'm we can be to... around for your body, not for your brains. John, finish them. Uh, come here. <laughs> um, uh, like the improvements. Boy, you really are creeped out, aren't you? <laughs> you're, you're just like, oh, God. Basil, basil. 
it's John's tab. Sorry, it's just a look on his face. It's glorious. Yes, I think that's, that's 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 3.30. Yeah, probably. Dylan's Del, afraid that I've said something bad about blacks and really I've been saying bad things about white people the entire time. But okay, anyway, anyways, you were saying. Um, improvements. You like better. them. I, I like the improvements to the spacing and uh, the placement of a lot of things. I really fucking hate the karaoke. And, you know, if you want to go to the karaoke, go to a park. A bar that's far away from where I'm at. And isn't blaring it loudly where you can hear it at all parts of the convention all fucking time. Preferably on the sun. Yes. <laughs> Keep in mind, folks, John hates people. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's true. It's, it's, that's a true fact. Um, but, but I think they've made some interesting moves and uh, hopefully it'll allow them to grow without overrunning the place of children and bronies and people wearing cosplays mm-hmm. that aren't in no way, shape, or form related to anime, but there's some meme on the internet that I've never fucking heard of until I asked my wife, and she's like, oh, that's Slenderman. I'm like, what the fuck is a Slenderman? Well, Slenderman. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, t- to go back to a point you made, uh, I think you, you have to be, a, you have to hate people to be regular on Chainsaw Man. You have Point to noted. Hate people to love people. So anybody in Birmingham? Any- <laughs> no, I didn't say you had to hate specific people. You have to hate humanity. All people. <laughs> My only, I only say conventions go to die in Birmingham because let's face it, Birmingham is not a geek town. It isn't by any stretch. You go back to if you're, talking, if you're Michael. A geek and you go to Birmingham. You go back the way you came. Yeah. Final, Final thoughts. thoughts. Final thoughts for me? Well, as a casual con-goer, that is to say less than eight times a year, I liked AWA a lot, and I liked all of their improvements. They, they made a lot of good cho- they, lay, they made a lot of good moves, not, not very many bad moves, and it, it was a great experience for me to just relax and get rid of all my stress. Brain Bleach. Got plenty of that through Totally Lame, Anime Hell, Panel of Doom, Oh God. I'm a masochist. Kevin, your turn. Yeah, yeah, Cthulhu Fatan. <laughs> Basil, go. I always have a great time at Way. There's, I've, I've never had a out and out bad year. This year, because I've been so busy, I couldn't, I couldn't go to panels early, and so I missed out on all the really pa- panels. A lot of them, I really wanted to go to. I went to a couple, like I went to Art of Fan Service, which was pretty good. And a couple others, but the ones I really wanted to go to, like Americans in Anime and Ancient Anime and some other stuff, they were cramped, packed full of people, and I just couldn't get in, which is great it is. for those panels, but it sucks for me. Well, Basil, just know that your pain meant AWA is succeeding. Point. So someone hasn't gone yet. Oh, yeah. Kevin. Um, oh. You did. Yeah, Shub Nugrath, Black Goat of the Woods with a Thousand Young. Let's go for another someone. (laughs) Uh, So far, so good. Um, It's always not usually one of those conventions where I notice changes. Like most of the years I've gone, I've not. I guess the changes are generally more subtle, so maybe I don't pick up on them. This is this was probably the biggest shift I've seen uh, between years, and. For the most part, uh, for the better, the only downside being that more, I, I don't recall ever having, ever not being able to get into a, to a panel at all. So this, that's kind of new, that there were several panels I couldn't get into. But yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the change is mostly for the, for the better. I, I, 
Although I struggle to figure out what I've done this weekend. Like I know, yes. like some weekends I'm tired and I stay, spend a lot of time in the room. I've been in the, in, in our hotel room very little. I've been out on the floor. I don't know what I was doing. We have, we have also been very busy with stuff for, for the, um, <clears throat> for the site. But. Yeah. So I, I did a lot of something. I did, it wasn't panels, but there was something to do. Apparently. I have found I have had that problem as well. I don't know what the inside of my hotel room looks like anymore. Yeah, for me, it, I know that's late Saturday night, but it doesn't feel like it should be Saturday night. No, yeah, yes. it, feel, it feels more like a Friday night still. Yeah, I feel like tomorrow should be like a full day, and then I should have a Sunday after that, but I, tomorrow's Sunday. Shame. And it's like, well, I know I've been having fun, but yeah, it does feel like it's moved a little too fast this year. To be cl- mm-hmm. To clarify... It became Sunday over three and a half hours ago. <laughs> well, That's why this is so distracting. Not in Baseltown. No, I think it's time to take Basil to bed, everyone. Yes. Good night, everybody. Actually, are clipping there. I can't help that. Like art happens, art occurs. You can't do that any softer. Basil, that's not art. That's simply basil. That is an art. Or an AWA Hulk Hogan. (laughs) That is the basil experience. Indeed. (laughs) Yep. A roller coaster. This podcast has started. This podcast officially starts with a basil experience. (laughs) TM. Circle art. <laughs> Fine, here we go, Dylan. Oh my. Who do we want? Awesome guest. Who do we need? Awesome guest. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, that clip oh. was pretty awesome. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> we just need someone to start so we can focus. I did start. I don't know what your problem is. Basil can't help but think he's the best Yeah, it's, it's true. Basil just life. start with a high, everybody. Oh. Basil no longer needs the weirding module. It's, it's, te- <laughs> it's technically not officially my podcast. Yeah, this this is uh, if true. it were Basil's podcast, he'd say you know, awesome awesome date, you know, six months ago because I haven't fucking posted it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> editing is our jurisdiction. You did a, you did say that. Yeah, it's our strong true. point. Recording yeah. is yours. Yeah, it, it's true. It, it's very true. Editing is your strong point. Getting stuff recorded is mine. There's a 72 episode backlog of the awesome cast. Awesome date. Drunk o'clock. Just like four. (laughs) Awesome. Just like four. Tell you what, I nominate you to start us off. Yes, please. Fine.